everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. In the wake of civil unrest, a worldwide pandemic, a historic presidential election, recent Supreme Court nomination, corrupt governmental leaders, and a deep state intent on keeping the American people in the dark and in the dumps, there is one voice intent on exposing it all and then actually doing something about it. And perhaps that's why my next guest has written her latest great read, Why Trump? Creative evangelist, pro-life activist, author, speaker, and spiritual advisor to our 45th president, Donald J. Trump, Dr. Alveda C. King, who also makes the case for uniting what divides us, healing what hurts us, and then moving us forward in forgiveness as a people and a nation in her recently released best-selling, We're Not Colorblind, Healing the Racial Divide, with co-author, former radio host, entrepreneur, and political champion for conservative views, Ginger Howard, both of which we will talk about today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Dr. Alveda C. King and Ginger Howard. Alveda and Ginger, welcome to Testimony. Hello. Well, hello. Hello. Well, yes, thank you so much for having us today. We're excited to be with you. Well, it's an honor to have you both. So let's get right to it. Starting with you, Ginger. You say you had a, quote, dream that started it all. Can you explain, and then Alveda, if you'll weigh in on that dream, culminating in a now bestseller, We're Not Colorblind, Healing the Racial Divide. Yes, Jinsing, I really did have an actual dream, but I have to give a little backup before the dream. Three years ago, on August the 28th, 2017, Alveda and I were invited to Ebenezer Baptist Church to the Beloved Community Talks to do a racial reconciliation panel with about six or seven women. Alveda and I had known each other before. We ran in the same circles, and we knew each other, but we really bonded that night because we were the most conservative women on the panel, and both of us, but really, Alveda, were the brunt of some vitriolic comments, and we just really cemented our friendship. So much that night, and I really realized that there was a major divide on that needed some healing. And then I was invited back two other times to Ebenezer to speak, and I had a dream a few nights later about a book. And in the dream, Alveda and I wrote a book on racial reconciliation. I called her. I told her that. She didn't blink an eye. She said, let's do it. She prayed with me on the phone. And within six hours, she texted me the title of the book and the first eight chapters, the names of the first eight chapters. Wow. Now, you've received glorious endorsements from the likes of Pastor Paula White, Mike Lindell, Ambassador Ken Blackwell, Dr. Jim Garlow, Major General Retired Bob Deese, just 
to name a few myself included, and I quote in part with honor, quote, we're not colorblind, healing the racial divide is an open door into the hearts and minds of two very special women of God, one black, Dr. Alveda C. King, and one white, Ginger Howard, and yet, arguably, as you will read, one and the same, a moving and hopeful read that breathes healing instead of hurt, and hope instead of pain, and powerfully so. That said, Alveda and Ginger, how easy or difficult was it to actually write We're Not Colorblind when Ginger, you had never written a book before, and Alveda, you are always nonstop, and yet it would be two years later before it all came into being. Talk about that and why God's timing and not ours is the best timing of all. Alveda. Ginseng and Ginger, it's amazing that that is so true. God's timing. When Ginger and I began the book, and then we laid it on the shelf for a little while. And then God said, bring it back out. Now is the time. And so when we knew it was time to let the book out, we were looking for just the right publisher. And God provided all of that. And we became number one in Christian books on Amazon uh, in a very rapid time. Now, what we found out, even as you named some of the people who endorsed the book, including yourself, the endorsements came in very, very quickly because what we realized is that people of God are longing for the answer for racial reconciliation. And what God has given us, it was that scripture, Acts 17, 26, of one blood, God made all people, all men in King James Version, but all people to live together on the face of the earth. And we even know our president, he initially said we all bleed the same, and then he started to say we all bleed red, and the blood is red when it comes out, you know? So we are one human race, and that leads us to understand that my uncle, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was right. He said we must learn to live together as brothers or perish together as fools. And in this time period, I said we can learn to live together as brothers and sisters and not perish together as fools. And that is the way Ginger and I over the last three years now, have been living our lives together as friends and sisters in Christ. And, you know, we laugh and say that we're sisters from another mother. And that's true, because <laughs> you're, you're our sister as well. And we are so compatible. But wait a minute, let me say this. We can see. We're not colorblind. We can see color. I mean, when you have on a, a pink dress or a brown suit or a red tie or whatever, Everybody, oh, nice tie, nice suit, nice, nice dress. What color is your skin? I can't see it. That doesn't even sound logical, does it? No, that's exactly right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Dr. Alveda C. King and Ginger Howard, authors of their best-selling We're Not Colorblind, Healing the Racial Divide. So, ladies, question. What is the first step, your view, in healing any racial divide or misunderstanding? Well, Ginger and I have personally received a lot of healing together in this process, and I would like for her to share a little more. She mentioned the dream and the experience and where we were, but uh, she tells in a very poignant way how she came to the Martin Luther King uh, holiday event with a prepared seat, and God led her in another direction. Ginger, will you please share that one? That's very touching. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, the night, the the day of the speech in January of the commemorative service that they have every year. I had a planned speech already, and I got up to the podium and I just felt the animosity in the crowd towards me. I just felt it. I could sense it in the spirit, and I didn't realize that behind me was a humongous picture of myself that said Ginger Howard, Republican National Committee woman, and unfortunately. In this day and age, a lot of people associate a white Republican as a racist. I mean, unfortunately, that's just how it is. At certain, not always, but that has happened at times. And in my spirit, I just felt like, and I didn't know that was behind me, but the Holy Spirit did. And so I, I said, I changed my beginning, and I said, I come to you this morning, not, I ask you not to judge me by the color of my skin or the title that I hold. But as your sister in Christ, who loved each and every one of you, and didn't think when I mean to tell you when those words came off of my lips, a shift in the atmosphere happened. And by the end of the speech, most of the crowd stood up and gave me a standing ovation. And it was so miraculous how God just turned that around. Well, that is amazing. And that already answers in part my next question, which is, what is the prerequisite for reconciliation? Well, as you ask that, we have to be honest with ourselves. And that is something that Ginger and I have had to actually do in the book. One of our, our greatest challenges in the book was to lay politics aside mm-hmm. and to go deeper into the issue of the race issue. And so we found, and we already knew it, but we knew that we had to explain to other people there is a social gospel and then there's the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is social justice and then there is the justice of God, which has righteousness and judgment and justice and mercy. So we had to begin explaining that the social answers or the answers of society and humans will never resolve this problem. The courts can't do it. My uncle, Martin Luther King Jr., once said, The law may not be able to make you love me, but it can keep you from lynching me. He also said in my whole family, my grandfather, my dad, you cannot legislate morality. You can't make people repent or love or forgive, but you have guidelines that people from hurting each other. So that was the first part on the political place. We had to go past politics into really human, honestly, real human relations. The other thing was, to begin to see others as human beings with dignity. And you'll you'll hear me talk about from the womb to the tomb, so that's a little baby in the womb. You don't want to abort that person. The, The old, the elderly, the poor, the widows, but even the wealthy. You know, sometimes people can be very wealthy with money and position and be very lonely and angry and scared. So we had to talk about all of these issues, even people who come to our homes to help us in our homes. And uh, there was a movie out called The Help, and the people who had the black people working for them were just seeing them as worker bees or something like that, not as real people. And so I said, you know, when people come to us, they are actually entrepreneurs. That's their career. And they are probably raising children, educating children, probably well-known and recognized in their church, in their community. So we have to see people as people, regardless of skin color and see people as one human race and begin to treat each other with dignity and regard. 
Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Dr. Alveda C. King and Ginger Howard, their latest must-read, We're Not Colorblind. Alveda and Ginger, We're Not Colorblind is a wonderful and transparent read filled with photographs, reflections, prayers, and how-tos with moving forward in life and in Christ. That said, page 170 lists seven of them, the last being, quote, love and forgive your enemies so that your heavenly Father can forgive you. To walk in unforgiveness is a deadly hindrance to the light of God, end quote. Isn't this the core issue with why, quote, systemic racism exists today, or is it, quote, systemic sin that is the real culprit? Your thoughts. Ginger has to answer that, too. I, I say it's about that. <laughs> well, I say it is systemic sin. I mean, that's what it is. We all have, we're all born with that. And Jesus is the reconciler. And I always say, if you ask the number one denominator in healing any kind of divide, his name is Jesus. And all ground is level at the foot of the cross, and he forgave us our sins, and we have to forgive others, and the same forgiveness that he gave to us, we need to extend to others. So that's what it really is, and yesterday, Alvita and I were talking with someone about how we have to look at the beam in our own eye before we can get the speck out of someone else's, and so it really was a soul-searching experience for me and Alvita. I had to see some things that I had had not seen in a certain way and Alvita would have to call me out on it and say you can't say it like this you don't understand this and I'd say no I don't explain it to me so <laughs> it's just been such a beautiful beautiful um, process of really peeling back the layers and seeing you know my own sin and my own pride and you know all of us are made in the image of God and we are beautiful in God's eyes. And when we see each other through that and the value of God, then we love each other so much better. I agree with that. And with Ginger and me, we have to go into just various places and circumstances and conditions. Sometimes we're dealing with skin color. Sometimes we're dealing with political parties. Sometimes we're dealing with uh, the, the men and the women learning how to regard each other, especially in spiritual times, you know. And so, uh, because in the deep south, and especially, it used to be in the Baptist faith. I don't know about others. I'm a non-denominational Christian now. And so, uh, it used to be that only the men could be the preachers and the people who pray. And so, the everything is opened up where we get to lead prayer at a lot of meetings. Uh, there's so many things that have happened for us together. And we really are, I believe we are learning to live together as brothers and sisters. And I believe because of that, God's forgiveness uh, towards us as we forgive others. And we have to often call each other and say, hey, you need to pray with me because I'm really upset about this. Mm-hmm. And I want to mm-hmm. say something mm-hmm. that I don't need to say. I, I'm mm-hmm. feeling something that I mm-hmm. shouldn't feel. And we both do that often in uh, certain things that just happen. And uh, it has, has been not as difficult because we have each other to walk along with. And there are other friends like you, Jen, saying, every time I see you or I appear on your show, it refocuses uh, my faith in Christ. It, it rebuilds my faith in Christ. 
So we need each other in this way, and it's very important. Also, it's been such a beautiful experience. Like yesterday, I had to ask how they didn't forgive me for something. I called her right away. I mean, it's so beautiful how God has just taught us so much that we just have to always walk in that forgiveness immediately. Amen and amen, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Alveda C. King and Ginger Howard. We're not colorblind. We're going to segue into Dr. King's also just released Why Trump. But one last question to you both before we do. I am amazed as I've covered race relations the last 10 years of testimony. And by the way, Alveda, you are an incredible inspiration and encouragement to me as well. And that just reminds me of the scripture that we're not to know no man after the flesh, but after the spirit. And you have the spirit of Christ. Ginger, you have the spirit of Christ. It is so evident. And it's a joy to talk with you both today. So let me continue with this question. As I've covered race relations the last 10 years of testimony, how brilliant our cultures really are. How God in his infinite wisdom and creativity made man and woman in his likeness, yes, but also with distinct differences from different regions, all one human race, as Alveda will say, one blood, and in the end, through Jesus Christ and a relationship with him, one spirit for all eternity. That said, and I think you've already answered this, what in your view is the primary sin that keeps us from celebrating each other's differences and how have you two been able to celebrate yours? Well, I'll say I feel like, and we talked about it yesterday, and I say it a lot, and I think the biggest sin ever is pride. I think that's why Satan got kicked out of heaven. He wanted to be like God, and he was prideful in his beauty. He was the most beautiful angel. And I think a lot of racism is pride, thinking that you're better than someone else because of the color of your skin. So pride is something we really have to humble ourselves all the time and say, I'm not any better than anyone else. We all believe the same, like Alveda says, and we are all exactly the same in God's eyes. He doesn't love anybody more than the other one. And pride is right at the heart of many of our sins. Pride goes before a fall, and you know the fall in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. There was pride when they were in Eden. Eve began to think that she could think above God and was smarter than God. And she listened to that spirit and that pride entered into her and she wooed her husband into that position. And so when we humble ourselves and when we say, Lord, we have believed the lie that we are separate races and we've made an idol of our own skin color and our own people group. Forgive us, Lord. Mm -hmm. And as we do that and begin to see each other as human beings, celebrating ethnicity, and skin color can denote ethnicity quite frequently, it does. And then and there are other attributes, for instance, sometimes when people's eyes are slanted, we say Asian. Or Ethiopians have such a distinct appearance, you can almost tell if someone is from Ethiopia just by seeing them. So there are just many characteristics that will show you that I have a widow's peak, and it's often attributed to the Irish people, you know. And I'm part African uh, from uh, African-American and part uh, from Africa, from Ireland and Native American through my mother. So we know that we have ethnic distinctions, and sometimes they will blend into one 
one life, you know. But that is not making us different races. And that pride, we have to lay that pride down, repent, and begin to accept God's word for humanity. Amen and amen. Well said. Now, Dr. King, I want to segue into your just released Why Trump with forward by Father Frank Pavone. So, obvious question, why Trump and why now? Can you elaborate? It's so amazing. I was beginning to work on a Trump book when Ginger had that dream and vision. And so I thought that meant God says, well, put the Trump book away and just deal with this, this book with Ginger. And I was so excited, and we worked on it for the longest, but I knew that I probably one day would write a book about President Trump, and it would be fine for me after his second administration on down the road. And then recently, and I had the thoughts in my mind and the notes and some of the pictures, and so after our book was out, Charlotte had hit number one on Amazon Christian books and all of that, and it, it, it felt like the Spirit of the Lord said, man told you not to write. Why? write the Trump book. I didn't. And I said, oh, okay. (laughs) So I changed the name because it was going to be The Real Donald Trump or At The Real Donald Trump or something like that. That was going to be the name. So why Trump? And people kept asking me, why are you voting for Trump, for President Trump? You know, I always call him President Trump, really, a lot. I don't just say Trump. Right. And I began to answer those questions and the chapters are there. And it talks about how Initially, I called him like a bull in a china shop. At the first debate, when there were 17 of them, I was watching that debate, and I said, wow, he's like a bull in a china shop. (laughs) And I texted that to one of my prophetic friends. And right at the time, it seemed like the Spirit of the Lord spoke into my heart and said, yes, and bulls are beautiful, magnificent creatures, and China is fragile. So I texted that to my friend, and my friend said, is that a little C on China art? And so prophetically, the bull is associated with a successful economy, Wall Street and all of that. We know that. And so here President Trump wrestled America's economy back into good health. He really, really did, with very low unemployment rates in the African-American community and high employment rates, getting criminal justice reform at the historically black colleges and universities, working for the babies in the womb diligently. And so there were so many things that he did, and it took the strength, and it was really the strength of the Lord in him, I believe. And so that's my first chapter, and then Hello, the picture where we first met, and there's just so many pictures at the African American Museum. He signed in the Martin Luther King Holiday Bill into law. He put my daddy's house in Birmingham that was bombed in 1963 on the African American uh, civil rights uh, network. Just so many, many things. Women in science, people don't know this. But one of the first things he did, too, was to strengthen uh, access for women in science, for education and things like that. I thought that was fabulous. So I could go on all day, so maybe you should say, stop, let me ask you another question. <laughs> I have mm-hmm. too many questions to get into our segment, but here we go. Your book, Why Trump? as you just alluded to, is a combination of a personal memoir, journaling, and as you say, quote, scrapbook, look at a man whose presidency has exemplified promises made, promises kept. That said, what for you, Dr. Alveda King, is the greatest promise kept and why? When President Trump is asked, what would you like to be remembered for? 
she said, I want to be remembered as the president who prayed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so religious freedom. That she just said it just like that. Religious freedom. Freedom in the public square. I believe that uh, just the opportunity. When he said, we will say Merry Christmas again, for example. This is when he was a candidate. I said, you know, because people were intimidating others. If you went into a store and said Merry Christmas, the person working there would say Happy Holidays in a, like a little mm-hmm. snippy way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. And we do say Merry Christmas quite easily because of the two acts that he did for religious freedom. So, and the work for the babies in the womb, please. Absolutely that as well. Amen and amen. Now, you have three, maybe more, presidential pins given after three very significant signings by President Donald J. Trump. Talk about the signing most significant to you and why, and then take us to that day in our remaining time here today, a phone call, a presidential pardon, and a life that would be forever changed because of it, namely Angela Stanton King and what God can do with the life given a second chance. Absolutely. I believe that the pen he gave me when he signed the first act for religious freedom, and he signed two acts that same day, he gave me a pen and Paula White a pen. And of course, I did get a pen when he signed the Martin Luther King Park into law on Air Force One. And then the the next one was at uh, the criminal justice reform. So those are three that I have received from the president. And there's a museum in Atlanta called the Millennium Gate, and I have a library there where I've donated books and artifacts and things to the library. Awesome. My mother and I, it's, it's really the A.D. King or the King Family Legacy Library. And so uh, those pins are actually there. So now Angela Stanton King is fascinating. In, in the criminal justice reform, Angela applied for a pardon. She went through all of the requirements and the forms and the paperwork and all the considerations, and she received a pardon from the President of the United States of America. So when people contact us, how do I get a pardon? How do I get clemency? How do I get someone out? I say, you have to begin with the procedure, and you have to begin to fill out the papers and do the due diligence. Well, this White House is very open to helping people return to society as reproductive returning citizens. So my goddaughter, Angela Stanton King, did receive a pardon from the president, and now she is a candidate uh, for Congress in the 5th Congressional District of Georgia that was once held by Congressman John Lewis. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to founder of Alveda King Ministries and Civil Rights for the Unborn, for Priests for Life, pro-life activist, creative evangelist, presidential advisor, and author, Dr. Alveda C. King. Her latest, just released, Why Trump and We're Not Colorblind, Healing the Racial Divide, with co-author Ginger Howard, founder of Ginger Howard Selections, Atlanta, Georgia, former Freedom 5 radio host, speaker, political consultant, and Republican grassroots activist. You can learn more about Alveda and Ginger's work, ministry, and mission by visiting alvedakingministries.com, civilrightsfortheunborn.org, and gingerhowardselections.com, and get their books at whytrumpbook.com, and notcolorblindbook.com. You will be blessed, inspired, 
and given hope that you did. Dr. King and Miss Howard, Alveda and Ginger, thank you for taking precious time to share your personal journey of faith and friendship that have collided as one in mind, in spirit, in soul, and in purpose, giving us all hope that healing racial divides truly is possible when we choose to understand what divides us so Christ can ultimately heal us, our families, and this nation, and a president we can support, Donald J. Trump, who honors those distinctions, yet applauds our oneness in Christ, in blood, in sacrifice. Alveda and Ginger, we thank you, and God bless you. Well, thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. We really appreciate it. God bless you. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenbard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.